0: Good morning everyone, my name is Teddy Ragsack and you're listening to TED Talk Sports And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley Also guys, say that you're listening to TED Talk Sports and receive $5 off your next visit Alright guys, so there are some recent reports coming out Um, about Anthony Davis and that apparently he has his preference on playing with the Knicks or the Lakers, which personally, I think that's kind of ballsy of Anthony Davis, because the last time he said he wanted to go to the Lakers, the Pelicans did everything in their power to prevent that from happening. So I'm surprised he's being so open about where he wants to play. But anyways, you know, I respect Anthony Davis. You know, he's hearing all this drama that's going on with the Lakers, you know, and he still wants to come here. So that's honestly amazing. You know, it's like he's looking to buy a house and he's in this neighborhood and there's all these beautiful homes and he turns the corner and he sees this one house and it's just totally torn down in flames and he sits there and he's like, you know, I think... I think that's the one, (laughs) you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, we have all this, you know, dysfunction going on, all these terrible rumors going on with the Lakers, and he still wants to come play here. So, you know, props to Anthony Davis, because I I'd be kind of second guessing it, uh, especially when the Clippers have a much more um, functional front office than you have Jerry West and all those other assets. But anyways, so what I wanted to do is that I wanted to compare the pack the trade packages between the Knicks and the Lakers, because to be honest, it kind of frustrates me a little bit, you know, when people are trying to compare the Knicks trade assets compared to the Lakers trade assets because I'm going to be quite honest with you guys. I am not that impressed at all with what the what the Knicks can offer outside of their 3rd overall draft pick. Now, the players on the Knicks, I'm just not that impressed with. So, you know, so let's just start off. So we have Kevin Knox. Um I think he has the most upside out of any of the players. On the Knicks right now, you know he averaged 12.8 points per game, you know 1.1 assists and 4.5 rebounds per game, which sounds good. But Kevin Knox shot four—I'm sorry—shot 37% from the field. 37% from the field. Now everyone talks about Kevin Knox like, oh, this guy has such great potential. What a great piece for the Knicks. What a great you know player. Blah blah blah. But you know it's been of a double standard. Because it kind of frustrates it frustrates me a little bit because Lonzo Ball does the same thing because he Lonzo Ball shot forty percent from the field and everyone's like oh my god how disgusting Lonzo Ball can't shoot oh he needs to get his eyes fixed whatever but but with Kevin Knox though it's different but you know I don't, don't want to rant on too long but it's just a double standard in my opinion it's a double standard but anyways so the next person on the Knicks uh, is Mitchell Robinson who averaged 7.3 points per game, aver- uh, 6 rebounds per game, and had two fo- 2.4 blocks per game. So it sounds like this is kind of a player that is mostly a, a defensive kind of center and, you know, maybe like a future kind of Tyson Chandler, someone like that, who could, you know, make a lot of blocks or alter a lot of shots. Um, yeah, but I don't see him any- being anything outside of that. I don't see him being like an all-star center, just a really good defensive center. Um yeah, and then, you know, they also have Alonzo Tre Trier. I hope I pronounced his last name right. I probably butchered it. Um, but anyways, uh, he averaged 10.9 points per game, shot 45% from the field, three rebounds, one assist. He also missed 14 games with a calf injury. So, you know, th- they're not bad stats, but they don't pop out at me. I don't look at that like, oh, my God, three rebounds per game? Ten points per game? Oh, my God. That's, you know, it's just it just doesn't pop out at me that much it's just they're just like okay stats they're just very vanilla now the last player that i'm going to talk about for the knicks is the actually probably the one that i like the most which i find very fascinating um is dennis smith jr now dennis smith jr had 12.9 points per game 44 from the field three rebounds four assists now <laughs> i think For me, Dennis Smith Jr. just passes more so the eye test because he's just such a fun player to watch. He's almost like a mini Russell Westbrook because he's just so explosive, has so much energy, kind of has that swag. He kind of has that attitude. And, you know, it's just he's just a fun player to watch. Um, And I think that kind of takes away from his actual statistics because he's necessarily not necessarily a a great player, I should say. But um, but anyways, now I understand that the Knicks had the third overall pick. Now, if if you're the Knicks and you're trying to get this trade done, you have to take RJ Barrett. You, it's this is a no-brainer. It is painfully obvious that you must draft RJ Barrett. If the Knicks don't draft RJ Barrett, then I, I don't know. I don't even think. Okay, I can't even think of something that I would do because it wouldn't happen. The Knicks are gonna draft RJ Barrett. Um, but anyways, now David Griffin made it very clear. Uh, That he wants in return for anthony davis an all-star a future all-star and draft picks now It doesn't seem like any of these players on the knicks right now are all-stars And it also doesn't seem as if any of these players are going to be future all-stars this very moment now They may you know, I could be wrong. They could you know turn things around the next season Um, but right now it just doesn't seem that way also, too, the Knicks, you know, they play in the Eastern Conference, which is a much, much easier conference compared to the Western Conference. So, you know, they're only getting 10, 12 points a game in the Eastern Conference. Right. So it just it doesn't look as good um, as the Western Conference because the Western Conference is just much more competitive. Um, now, on the other hand, you know, call me biased if you want, but the Lakers have a much more appealing young core. Uh than the new york knicks so you know you have kyle kuzma who averages 18.7 points per game shot 46 percent from the field five re- five rebounds two assists you have brandon ingram 18.3 points per game 50 percent from the field five rebounds three assists now also ingram his last seven games before he had you know the blood clot was averaging 27 a game so he was really starting to come in his own now ingram's only 21 years old he's a really young player now yes he had a very serious um A very serious blood clot. He got that removed. And from all the reports that I'm reading, it says that he's going to be fine. You know, it says he's going to be ready for this upcoming season. And, you know, we'll we'll kind of see how he looks because if the Lakers are really eager to trade Brandon Ingram, then that must mean that his injury is much more serious than what we're led on to believe. So I'm interested to see, you know, how Ingram progresses. I think Ingram's going to be a very good player in the NBA. But, you know, 19 points a game, 18 points per game. You know, these are that's pretty good right that those are those are pretty good statistics Um, and now we're gonna get to everyone's favorite Lonzo Ball now Lonzo Ball shot uh, 40% from the field averaged 10 points per game five rebounds five assists now I understand I understand that Lonzo Ball is not a very good shooter you know he shot 42% from the free throw line 42% now Lonzo Ball is not a very good shooter but that's not what worries me about lonzo ball what worries me is his durability because lonzo ball is just not a very durable player he's out of those first two seasons he's only played like was it like 90 99 games something like that which is not a lot so he's only been able to play about half the season um for the first two seasons so it's just it's kind of frustrating because lonzo ball i think has a a lot of potential but it's you know it just stunts his growth because he gets hurt all the time it just you know um it messes with his development as a young player now lonzo ball i think has the potential to be a first overall i'm mean, sorry a first team all defense because lonzo ball is a very very good defensive player but do, is you lonzo ball gonna be an all-star eh, that's still up in the air because if lonzo ball can shoot just like a, like a normal shooting percentage then you know alonzo ball could definitely be um an all-star But anyways, so now uh, the last person I want to talk about is Josh Hart. Now, he's the least appealing right now out of all the Lakers. He'd be more of like a throw-in player. Now, Josh Hart averaged eight points per game. Shot 41% from the field four rebounds one assist now. He did miss some time with a knee injury But josh hart is a very versatile three and d player because he can get away with guarding some fours and fives I don't know how he does it But you know, he's a very versatile defender So you can kind of throw him in with a bunch of different rosters a bunch of different um, rotations and you know He can get the job done now the lakers also have the fourth overall pick now the fourth overall pick and the, the difference between the third overall pick and the fourth overall pick, you know, there's a huge difference because this draft class is seen to be very top three heavy. Okay. So the fourth overall pick, the talent, that's when it begins to flatten out. Um, now, like I said, like I said before, the Knicks have to take RJ Barrett. That's just the obvious choice. Now, the Lakers have the fourth overall pick, and I think it's going to be interesting. I think just depending on who they draft, It'll kind of dictate um, what the Lakers are trying to do. So if the Lakers, you know, draft someone like that's a project, right? Like uh, Darius Garland, Cam Reddish. I think that means that the Lakers will be looking to trade. But if we take someone who's, you know, ready to play right now, who's, you know, developed and a little bit, you know, NBA body ready, like you know DeAndre Hunter or maybe someone like Jarrett Culver, then I think that means we're just going to keep everyone and sign a free agent. So it's really interesting to see. Um, what's gonna happen but like i said before the lakers have a in my opinion a much more talented young core than the new york knicks uh the knicks players are a lot further away from becoming all stars and like i said before they're also in the eastern conference which is significantly easier to play in and you know there's also the one of the biggest things too is that there's now reports that there's hesitation from the knicks front office to make a deal for anthony davis so you know, it's it there's just a lot of things that are a lot of factors that are going in now with the New York Knicks It sounds like they're kind of unsure You know, I know they were um, When they traded for Carmelo Anthony that he gave up draft picks and that didn't necessarily pan out that well So they're a little bit hesitant, which makes sense now the Lakers, you know, they have a much more talented core of players um, They're more developed, you know They have draft picks that the, that the Lakers are actually willing to deal and they have one of the biggest factors on their side Which is that Anthony Davis you know, is willing to sign long-term with them. And out of the two, I think Anthony Davis favors the Lakers a little bit more. Um, And I think the only way that we don't land Anthony Davis is that we don't want him, right? Because it's just, we have, you know, the Lakers, we have just way too much leverage, way too much assets to not pull a trade like this. So... It, I would be it's just gonna be very interesting to see, you know There's just so much that could happen with this Lakers roster within this upcoming month because you have you know Right before the trade uh, uh, before, I'm sorry right before the draft you have this potential blockbuster trade they could pull off You have assets that you could gain during the trade and then you have this huge huge free agency So this is gonna be building up to I think it's gonna be a very very fun very eventful offseason for the Los Angeles Lakers so you guys let me know, what do you think? Which, teams ha- which team between the Lakers and the Knicks have the better trade package for Anthony Davis? Also, you know, if, if you're the Lakers, do you pull the trigger on the Anthony Davis trade? So a lot of questions to, uh, to answer, not that much time. So anyways, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This is Teddy Ragsack with TED Talk Sports. Have a great day.